Hey there, faculty and students. Happy Friday. Welcome to the VISTA podcast. Today, we're going to be starting a new series in our podcast around the longitudinal focus topic areas, which we've recently renamed the LFTs. Um, we've previously been referring to these as the benchmark topic areas, but that terminology was confusing to some people. So we've shifted to this new language, uh, longitudinal focus topic areas. And as you all already know, VISTA's four longitudinal focus topic areas represent areas that have been historically underrepresented in undergraduate medical education. These include health system science, health equity, diversity, and inclusion. Our third group is societal influences on health and disease. And finally, patient and clinician wellness. We're joined today by Dr. Mitch Gitkind, the Assistant Dean of Health System Science and the leader of this longitudinal focus topic area and the entire pillar actually for health system science. Welcome, Mitch. Thanks, Trish. Nice to be here. Can you quickly run through the names of people on your team or tell us a little bit about the formulation of your team for health system science? Of course. And um, I feel very fortunate because I'm working with a great group of folks, including the VISTA leadership team, of course, but specific to health system science, um, I'm working with uh, all of the VISTA build teams and have had extensive communication with each and every one of them. And they're all interested and, and motivated relative to the integration of this material. Each of the build teams has designated uh, what we're calling an HSS or health system science champion. So that's like the primary target person that I speak with and that I uh, give updates to and ask for updates from. Uh, so that's been has been really fruitful and a good way to organize the communication. In addition to that group, um, we have formed what we're calling a health system science faculty interest group, uh, or we call it the FIG, F-I-G. Um, so in addition to those HSS champions that are uh, based in each of the VISTA build teams, I've got about a dozen other, uh, what I'm sort of calling at-large faculty. These are folks that aren't, these are physicians, not primarily involved with um, undergraduate medical education, uh, but with content expertise in one or more of the HSS core domains. Um, we actually had a meeting uh, with, with a bunch of us uh, on an evening last week and have a second uh, HSS FIG meeting um, coming up this week. And so I will look forward to continued dialogue. Uh, Martin Resnick from uh, Emergency Medicine has also been a big help, as has Keon Samadian, who's uh, an MS4 now, actually, a uh, medical student um, who's very interested in health system science and has been a help there too. So terrific team. Yeah, sounds like you're really building um, two, cultivating two groups of uh, faculty people, your champions, which are embedded right in the build teams or the block-based build teams um, and the clinical years build teams, and then your FIG or your faculty interest group, um, which are some people with some content expertise and some interest and inclination towards topics related to health system science. So that's fantastic. You also used the term core domains, which was the next thing I was gonna ask you about. Um, while you were answering that question, we're calling these key themes within the longitudinal focus topics core domains. And I'm wondering if you can briefly list your core domains for health system science or update us where your team stands on developing those. 
Sure. Yeah, our um, core domains um, are pretty set as far as health system science, and I had a head start on this, and I also had more um, in the outside world to sort of import into our process because health system science is a really active, or the, the whole concept of integrating health system science into undergraduate medical education is a very uh, active uh, topic or subject area nationally right now uh, with the AMA uh, really spearheading and, and sponsoring and supporting a lot, of, a lot of that activity. So I was able to take some of the material that I picked up uh, within a AMA um, program that I was part of in 2019, uh, uh, Health System Science Scholars Academy actually is called. Uh, and so the, the material there helped to inform our development of the um, core domains. For health system science, I call this a lot like slicing and dicing because you could probably have a hundred core domains for health system science. It's very broad, or you could lump stuff together and have a smaller number. We ended up deciding on nine uh, health system science core domains. I'll just rattle them off. Um, number one, quality improvement. Two, patient safety. Three, healthcare delivery structures and processes. So this is all about um, healthcare policy, reform, economics, how the insurance system works, legal issues, risk management, a lot there in core domain three. Core domain four is informatics, healthcare informatics. And what I try to stress is that this is about um, this is the why. Why is there an electronic health record? What are the things, what are the strengths of an electronic health record and other um, uh, healthcare um, informatics uh, electronic tools? Um, this informatics and health system science is less about how to use an EHR, which I feel and most people agree is more more of a clinical, uh, clinical science or falls into the um, the the pillar of clinical science because it's using something like we'd use a stethoscope or, an, or a bedside uh, ultra, ultrasound device um, in the in provision of care. So again, HSS core domain four informatics. HSS core domain five has a heavy overlap with um, one of the other longitudinal focus topics, um, Trish, that you just mentioned. In that number five for HSS relates to population health, and there. So again, there are overlaps that strengthen, I think, sort of the fabric of the different longitudinal focus topics as we are, have designed and continue to sort of develop these. So there's an intersection there between two, um, actually between three because uh, of the longitudinal focus topics, because equity, healthcare equity, is also part of HSS core domain um, five. Number six is is value in healthcare. So high value care, evidence based medicine, value based payment models, um, and, and that makes up core domain six. Number seven is professionalism and ethics. Eight is interprofessional care, and nine we've combined um, healthcare leadership and what we call systems thinking. And systems thinking, really briefly, is about looking at everything we do every day as in provision of care as part of a of a of the system uh, and really what impacts and influences the system has on that clinic visit, that surgery, that uh, inpatient admission, um, et cetera. So those are the core domains that I'm working with now, Trish. Thank you. And um, I appreciate you pointing out where there's some intersections with other LFTs. I also see some obvious places of overlap or intersection even within these, you know, systems thinking, 
as it relates to quality improvement or um, structure and process. So um, I think that's that's interesting to note too. Where can people find this core domain list if they want to reference it as they're doing some curriculum building? Sure. So I have a, um, a PowerPoint that I've sort of um, sent either the entire thing or bits and pieces to it. Uh, of it, I should say, it's actually one of the things I used in our HSS FIG um, meeting and, and we'll use again with the second one that we're doing uh, coming up um, uh, because it shows each, separates each of the core domains, um, defines the core domain in a deeper way than, than I just did quickly rattling through them, uh, and then gives curricular content examples as ideas for the different build teams. Um, and, and these include, of course, uh, um, you know, the clinical experiences, uh, clerkships, um, you know, included uh, where this material can be um, can be introduced. So if people want to look at a list, um, I, I, please contact me. I'm happy to provide it. And also to emph gives me an opportunity to say, okay, who's asking and, and you know, what, what might be um, the, the pieces of it that would be most, most useful for you to, um, to integrate and, and kind of how to get started with that. Great. It sounds like something we could also put onto the SharePoint since the build teams are working in there to update their core topic templates, having it right there at the point of use might be helpful as well. I was happy to hear about the inclusion in that PowerPoint of some curricular examples. And um, I do wanna ask you about that in just a moment. I had one more question before we dove into some curriculum examples. I know in one of the earlier podcasts we had on the topic of this new pillar of health system science, um, we talked about some expectations or hopes for bi-directional communication with the build teams. How has that been going for you? Um, how do you find that process? Has it really been bi-directional? Uh, yes. Um, I think that um, having the bandwidth that I have, you know, with the responsibility I, that I do have, as you mentioned, for the for the health system science pillar, I think I'm able to respond immediately when build teams, um, you know, are typically juggling and, you know, balancing clinical responsibilities and, and things other than than just the building of their uh, of their Vista components, um, so I'm so I'm ready to jump in. I've attended lots of build, build team meetings, um, either like a, as on an ad hoc basis when needed, um, and, and also um, several of them that I just attend on a regular basis as the Vista leadership team representative. So I would say I, I've been I've been very happy with the with the bi-directional communication and expect that um, to continue. Fantastic. I know those build teams have a lot on their plate, so I'm happy to hear that they have been uh, responding to communication and um, working with you there. So let's talk a little bit about curriculum examples. Um, I'm hoping that you might be able to describe some examples of educational activities that could be newly built for VISTA, or maybe you know of some that have already been developed, that you think incorporate some of your core domains. Um, and I and I wanna start with a discovery phase example or assignment um, that does this. What might that educational activity look like? And then we'll talk about the clerkship or clinical years phase as well, um, specifically around curricular examples. Right, yeah, no, it's a great question and, and so important. And I think with health system science, as we 
approached the um, discovery phase build teams, which are by definition, right, a mixture of clinical folks and non-clinical folks um, to be bringing this big, very clinically oriented, um, well, pillar, you know, field of information. Um, I, I wasn't quite sure you know, what to expect, but I, I would say, this goes back to your last, your previous question too, Trish, that, that the, the non-clinical people have been especially interested and, and, and welcoming of rounding these, um, these curricular components out with the HSS material in them. So I'll give you a specific example. Um, when I started asking for, uh, uh, what we were calling for a while for your newsletter, um, uh, HSS application of the week. So we would would put a, an, H, an example of HSS. The very first person who contacted me with an example was Sue Gagliardi, um, who just is such a you know wonderful um, educator. I don't want to I don't want to age date either of us, but she was a professor of mine when I was here, and I think. Uh, guessing, same probably with you, uh, as we were students here, both of us. Um, but Sue got right in touch with me and said, I've got this terrific example. Um, and the example was a case within the, the um, nervous system and behavior uh, block um, about a subdural hematoma or a patient who fell, had a head injury, and, and had developed a subdural hematoma. And as with a lot of clinical case presentation going back, you know, to, well, last year, 10 years ago, probably 50 years ago, presentations like this, especially for, for students early on in med school, were very focused on anatomy, the, you know, pathophysiology, when it came up, you know, imaging uh, for, for disease states where there's, you know, pharmacology involved, that, that piece of it. Um, physical exam, if that were a piece of it, right? These were all these are all the the basic building blocks of introducing clinical material to to early medical students. Now you have health system science to to think about, and um, what Susan and and her group did was to talk about things like where does interprofessional care fit in after an elderly patient with a subdural hematoma who has some neurologic deficits and needs needs help getting back to the point where, where the patient can return home, uh, what, what is the role of, of non-physician or, or uh, interprofessional folks on the treatment team? Um, how, what is the difference between sending the patient home with services like visiting nurse services and sending the patient after an inpatient, uh, after hospitalization to um, a, uh, a skilled nursing facility? What's the impact of insurance? This is another thing that they were throwing into it on the decision-making relative to what the discharge options would be for a patient. So all of these things that I just mentioned map to at least one health system science core domain. And again, it just, it, it, it's an indication of the build teams saying, yeah, we can add, it's like what I call sometimes the condiment model of health system science. We can sprinkle a little bit of this and a, a here and a little bit of that core domain there. And then you're, you're presenting much more, a much richer picture of not just the disease entity, but taking care of the whole patient. 
um, and, and, and in some cases, you know, beyond patient to family members and so forth. So that, that's one, I, I thought, very strong um, example. Yeah, it certainly is. And I heard at least three of your core domains get get um, checked off with, with that example. So I think that's a fantastic one. I love the condiment model, uh, the, the condiment analogy there. Um, have you thought, knowing that the clinical years are further down the road and not as developed, have you thought a little bit about examples uh, for the clinical phase of the curriculum, the exploration phase, which is the clerkship phase and the horizons phase, and do you have ideas about particular activities that could incorporate health system science into an assignment or um, or an educational event? Yeah, most definitely. So, um, you know, health, the health system science pillar and the material that that maps to the health system science core domains, in order for us to to reach excellence with this, which which we fully plan to do, intend to do. Um, it, it, the health system science needs to be, yeah, sprinkled um, everywhere. And I tell the faculty, I don't want to like get people too worried, but you know, it, where does the health system science material need to be? It needs to be everywhere that it should be, uh, and it should be up to date, and it should be presented in a in a in a clear uh, way, and it should connect. So if we're going to hit a health system science core domain during a clerkship that has already been touched on during the uh, discovery uh, phase, um, you know, in one of the blocks or more than one of the blocks in the discovery phase, we've got to make that connection at the faculty level. So we know that the students have heard something about this before. And, and, and so the students aren't thinking, oh, I already, already learned this, or I heard this a little bit different way, you know, last year from in this um, discovery phase uh, block, you know, relative to how, how I'm hearing it now in an exploration phase um, clerkship. So, um, so that's kind of, that's sort of the 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 background of it. Um, in terms of how this would look and your question, uh, here's an example. So um, value, it was one of the health system science uh, core domains that I mentioned happens to be number six. They're not oriented to any specific number, but that's number six. Um, so in a clerkship, when we had a group of students at that level, um, and, and we have them in a, in a didactic um, session to, to, uh, uh, for at any given time, um, we would pick a, a disease entity. Maybe it would be um, a malignancy, a common malignancy like prostate cancer or breast cancer. Maybe it would be um, more of a outpatient uh, or ambulatory care example like um, bronchitis, presumably viral bronchitis. Maybe it would be uh, something like low back pain. These are um, entities, as you know very well as a clinician, um, where there there are evidence-based um, uh, guidelines and evidence-based uh, uh, you know recommendations relative to how these um, how these entities should be handled, both from the standpoint of diagnostics and from the standpoint of of therapeutics. Um, so, being able to walk through a case uh, like this, talk about um, costs okay if we if every patient or a patient with low back pain has an mri what does that mean what what's the cost to the system what's the evidence that doing an mri uh, on a patient who's had you know a week of low back pain and has no evidence of any you know risk factor for some malignancy related to it or something more complicated um you know what is the evidence what are the what are the benefits of doing things like 
like that, more diagnostics, more therapeutics, and 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 what are the costs? Also, the communication piece. So, um, patients, I'll go to the viral bronchitis. Uh, um, example, um, and I, I know he, you know this, and the, a lot of the other clinical people listening to this will know. Patients come with bronchitis or a cough, and they want antibiotics, right? So, how do you talk to patients about? Well, the evidence is that this bronch, these symptoms that you're having are likely due to a virus, but antibiotics do not impact or should you know should not be prescribed. And in fact, there's negatives relative to over uh, over prescription of of antibiotics and so that communication piece of explaining value and and the and leveraging evidence-based medicine to to suit um, patients and families is also something that's a piece of this so there's an example of something that could land in a uh, in a clerkship uh, and, and will be a way of, of putting extra uh, health system science fortifying strengthening uh, that that health system science um, uh, piece at that level Thank you. Um, that's a great example. You know, I'm reflecting on my own training. I don't think I ever had a cost benefit analysis conversation <laughs> when I was learning to uh, provide medical care uh, for patients. So I think that's, that's a fantastic example. Um, are there certain domains in this list of nine that we've talked about that you're more concerned about than others? What's going to be really challenging to integrate? And if so, do you have any early ideas about how to, how to manage that? Yeah, I think there there are a couple questions. I think in that one question, one is which of the core domains that would be easier to like sprinkle around, uh, and which of the core domains that kind of deserve like a special spot where really some you know time um, we have uh, um, a, a week long uh, health system science clerkship that will hold some of the pieces, some of these core domains that are harder would, or we're imagining will be harder to really adequately sprinkle um, through that foundational curriculum. So that, that gives us an op opportunity there to, to, to be able to concentrate it somewhere. So, the, so to the second part or the second piece of this, as I'm thinking about your question, um, some of these are are harder to explain than others. Like if I tell somebody quality improvement, even if they're not, don't really have a high level of training in QI, they, they kind of know what that is. Patient safety, I think people kind of, you know, know what that is. Value, a little bit harder to explain, but um, people have at least been exposed to it or, or you know, know kind of, kind of what that's about. Um, healthcare leadership is one. So this is core domain number nine, where we put healthcare leadership and systems thinking. And I would say both those things, leadership and systems thinking, like I wouldn't really expect to be strongly, you know, predictably like check a box or check a bunch of boxes This that this particular core domain coming up again and again and again and again, you know, at during the longitudinally through the through the curriculum. So that's one that I, I, I think we need to pay special attention to. Going back to what I was saying about quality improvement and patient safety though, everybody knows what that, you know, pretty much you know, knows what that is when we use th that terminology. But, and I know you know this because you've done a lot of teaching uh, over the years at the UME level, it, it's a tough thing to, to introduce and to, to kind of, assure ourselves that students are are getting exposed to it in the right way in a substantive way um, so that will would be another example of some core domain areas that I think need to be 
watched carefully as this thing kind of gels, as Vista gels, um, to make sure that 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 it's where it needs to be and, and that it's being supplemented uh, in other spots if that's how we need to, we end up needing to do it. Thank you. So a lot of what we've talked about today um, and much of the health system science teaching in Vista will be taught through integration with other content. You used this idea of, or this analogy around condiments, like the hot dog is maybe the biomedical lesson. And then uh, the uh, condiments you put on that might be the health systems science piece. But there are some areas that are carved out of the curriculum, some experiences where health systems science is the main main course. Um, and then the clinical and biomedical sciences might be sprinkled in to help understand concepts. Can you talk a little bit about this dedicated space uh, for health system science in the VISTA curriculum? Right. So I think I started to sort of allude to that, but to maybe take a little bit different angle and closer to what your specific question is. Um, the, again, there will be some of these core domains that are better taught, um, you know, in a concentrated uh you know, fashion and probably with faculty specifically brought uh, to the students to with content expertise and the expertise in, in also in, in how to teach it. Um, so the, the pieces of it, again, that, you know, come to my mind that probably would would be better suited to these concentrated experiences would be things like quality improvement, safety, not that you're never going to talk about patient safety, especially in clerkships and places that were where there's provision of care being demonstrated and participated in, um, but the the background of safety, um, you know, human factors, you know, strengths of countermeasures, root cause analysis after safety events, reporting of safety events, all that stuff, uh, probably is something that will will be better suited to a to a uh, you know to a concentrated experience that's specifically designed to to hit it and and to deliver it. Where we are going with this, and this is, I think, an important thing to emphasize for people who would be listening to this podcast, is so the, the curriculum is starting to take shape, or some, dare I say, ge- starting to gel. And what we're looking at, especially from the foundational um, uh, blocks, um, we're looking at these core topic templates, and as time goes by within the next, um, next few months, we're going to start seeing the columns that correspond to the to these LFTs, these longitudinal focus topics, we're going to see those start to be populated. And so what we're looking for is for the for the core the HSS core domains and the core domains that that map to the other um, longitudinal focus topics is you know what's popping up a lot like I in the example that I um, that I chose uh, from from Sue Gagliardi's group or from the NSB group uh, where they're talking about um, acute versus uh, post-acute care for example oh that's that's a that's a blip okay so that, so that's an NSB oh I see it in this block has also come up I see it there I see it there I see it there or the opposite. Um, I don't see a very important, uh, you know, piece of core domain material that's not popping up. The reason I'm explaining all that is to go back to your question about, it, uh, you know, what would appear in these constant in these dedicated HSS spaces, like the HSS clerkship at the end of the second year. Um, that 
the stuff that we're not seeing blips, we're not seeing it come up uh, it, as those cortopic template um, columns are being populated. We, I need to make sure we need as a group to make sure that 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 stuff um, comes up where we can where we're controlling all the time. For example, the HSS clerkship. That makes perfect sense and um, really speaks to understanding the curriculum as a whole when you decide uh, on the specific content to be in that health systems clerkship week or the time slated for health system science in the P3 week uh, right. as well. Um, great. Thank you so much. This was helpful. Um, definitely when you listen to, or I listened to the old health system science podcast in preparation for this one um, and this longitudinal focus topic has come so far. It's it, it also is taking shape and really gelling, which I think is exciting. Um, and I think that we are all appreciative of your work here and this update for us. Again, to uh, the listeners, this is the first of a series. We're going to talk to each of our longitudinal focus topic leaders in sequence. Um, and uh, Mitch has been working on his the longest, so we invited him first. Thank you so much, Dr. Gitkin, for your time. And um, we will see you at one of your many meetings that you attend. Thank you. No, my pleasure. It was great. Thanks so much. Thanks.